Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us a part of your Wednesday. Big thanks to Mountain America Credit Union, title sponsor of The Big Show. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with a new Mountain America credit card. That's 0% on everything from groceries to getaways. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. Gordon, what is up oh it's a beautiful day out there a little nippy but uh beautiful nonetheless i uh am in a good mood today are you and uh, yeah i'm not really a moody person um brooding at times maybe but not moody okay uh and uh, wasn't your nickname grump or something like that well i was a kid yeah but that was just for fun okay but anyway, it is a good day. We hope all our listeners are having a, a fantastic day, and thanks for making us a part of it. No doubt about it. A short version of the big show today, Gordon, as it is a jazz game day. Pre, uh, pre-game coverage will take over at 5 o'clock tip-off for the Jazz and the Bucks tonight at 6. And we do already have uh, the injury report, by the way. Uh, Gordon, Dante Exum will be out today. Rudy Gobert is out, Joe Ingles is out, and Manuel, uh, Emmanuel Moutier geez, is out. Okay, what are the reasons? Uh, let's see. As listed. Dante, injury slash illness, right knee rehab. Rudy, is, he, is he not feeling well? Uh, it says injury slash illness, so I think that's either or there, and then it says right knee rehab. Uh, Rudy out for rest, Joe Ingles out for rest, uh, Emmanuel Moutier Injury slash illness, left hamstring soreness. And for the Bucks, uh, DJ Wilson is out. Sterling Brown and Irsan Ilyasova both probable. So Giannis looks like he's going to play for the Bucks. And uh, Jazz fans uh, will get a glimpse of that uh, stellar starting backcourt. Yeah, we're going to get a look at uh, Donovan and Mike Conley for the first time together. Which is fascinating to me, no matter how you slice it. How it works out. Uh, yep. No matter how insignificant the game is. And so seeing those two on the floor together, uh, that's going to be fun. And we probably won't see them play all that much. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, but I, I'm with you. I'm very much looking forward to them uh, seeing them get to work together for the so, first time. So if you were a player, Jake, would you play hard in a situation like this? Because don't they say if you ease off, you make yourself even more vulnerable than you are when you're going full out? I mean, I wonder, I wonder if those guys will play the way they typically play. I would guess so, uh, and that probably will lead to the limited playing time because you let them go out there and break a sweat and get a good run, and then 
you know, probably don't see too much work in the second half. Yeah, yeah. And as the preseason advances forward, then you might expect them to spend a little more time on the court together. But something tells me that in practice, this is this is where it's really getting done. You know, uh, not necessarily in a preseason game in Milwaukee. You know, what's the matter with Milwaukee? <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing at all. I love the great state of Wisconsin. Very pretty up there. What do you like about Wisconsin? Are you a cheese guy? The beer doesn't hurt. <laughs> what, what's great about Wisconsin? My my son-in-law, uh, one of them is from Wisconsin. And when I saw my first grandchild at the age of two wearing a wedge of cheese on his head, I was wondering about that Wisconsin influence. What's the, you love cheese. I'm not addicted what are you, to cheese. Yeah, what are you I do, talking but I, about? I, but I like I, it a whole lot. I, I like cheese, but I didn't necessarily need to see my my grandson as a cheese head. Well, why not? I mean, he's he's actually supporting one of the passions of his grandfather. Yeah, I yeah. love cheese. But, Man, I'll tell you, I love cheese. <laughs> we all have uh, some sort of weaknesses in our lives, and you give me a bunch of good pieces of cheese, and guess what? I'm going to eat them. <laughs> I guess that's what you do with with some good pieces of cheese, huh? Am I alone? Am I? Are you guys like cheese too? Not particularly. No, it's really? okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. It's one of the joys of life. What don't you like about it? The texture? Uh, sometimes it's like I don't like cheese on sandwiches, for example. Why? And that's totally a texture thing. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I won't eat a sandwich unless it has cheese on it. Yeah, right. Do you, do you like hard cheese or soft cheese, or do you like uh, a little strong cheese, or do you like it just to be just a hint of a flavor? Uh, sure. <laughs> See, it's hard to have this conversation with you because you're passionless. Yeah, I'm not passionate about cheese. Yeah, no. That's you. Austin likes cheese. Yeah, of course I do. I've you got know, taste you know buds. What, you know what really does taste good? Hard, mild cheddar. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not into the hard cheese. I'm. That's not in my tax bracket. But oh, come on, mild cheddar. You know, isn't... Western family uh, mild cheddar. That's where it's at. My my wife buys medium, a lot, but I well, I do well. I do just like the hint of the taste. I like the taste, but I don't need it real strong. Although in other kinds of cheeses, I would like that. One time, do you remember when Green Bay played Denver? In the Super Bowl. What Super Bowl was that? Was it like 33? Whatever answer gets the end of the story. Yeah, right. The one in the late 90s? The yeah. the Drew Bledsoe Patriots? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was, I think it was, I thought it was, wasn't, I thought it was Denver and Green Bay. But I don't know, whoever it was. Uh, oh, well, there was a Denver Green Bay Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. Wasn't that 33? No, wasn't that the helicopter bowl? Yeah, the helicopter yeah. John Elway anyway. won, where Denver won. It doesn't matter, but we, uh, as a part of that on the show, uh, my partner of the time, we we I, we challenged the listeners to come up with 33 different kinds of cheeses. And you know what? They did it. They did it. They did it. So? Should we do that today? No, 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 no. We've had cheese. No, we've had enough cheese uh-huh. uh, on the show okay. already. All right, that's yeah, that's cheesy. No, let's not do that. Frank Dolce will join us at the top of the four o'clock hour. We will talk about the Jazz game tonight for uh, versus the Bucks. And Gordon does have a column out sltrib.com talking about this NBA China situation, which uh, continues to grab headlines. 
Um, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that. It's going to be busy. Plus, of course, college football. Our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic is here. It's a busy show. Let's get to the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Obviously the big story in the league right now is you know Daryl Morris tweet and everything going on with China. Do you have any thoughts on uh, that situation? Um actually I don't. I mean, it's, a, it's a really it's a really bizarre international story and um, a lot of us are don't know what to make of it, so um, it's, it's something I'm reading about, and uh, just like everybody is, but I'm not going to comment further. President, just to clear wrong to be putting pressure on the NBA, sir? Well, the NBA is a different thing. I mean, I watch uh, this guy, Steve Kern. He was like a little boy. He was so scared to be even answering the question. He couldn't answer the question. He was shaking. Oh, oh, oh I don't know. I don't know. He didn't know how to answer the question, and he, he'll talk about the United States very badly. I watched Popovich, sort of the same thing, but he didn't look quite as scared, actually. But they talk badly about the United States, but when it talks about China, they don't want to say anything bad. I thought it was pretty sad, actually. Um, It'll be be very very interesting. Excuse me? All right, that was Steve Kerr, followed by President Trump. And there is some new news today on this NBA China front. Uh, They canceled the NBA CARES uh, event that was supposed to happen over there uh, yesterday. Uh, Have you seen the images of the one guy taking down all the big uh, side of the building? Mm -hmm. uh, What do they call those posters, stickers or whatever of uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis and ripping all that stuff down? Uh, the the kind of discussion now is does the NBA cancel their preseason games that are be scheduled to be played uh, over there coming up this weekend, or how do both sides really respond? As it looks like this thing is is gone to a whole new level. Well, some people want the NBA to put forth a strong stance and all this stuff, and I I, I just can't these things be talked out. I mean. Can't the cooler heads prevail here and and just sort of get together and work it through? I know, I know that's naive, right? That's not the way international relations go or business. But it seems like, come on, one guy expressed an opinion, uh, and and uh, rightfully so. So, but he doesn't, you know. They, 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 just just talk to one another. And see if you can work it through. Now, you bring up a good point, though, Jake, and it's one that I also agree with. That is, there are some indiscretions going on that maybe should be pointed out. But I don't know if it's the NBA's job to to point all that stuff out. Well, they decided that it wasn't their job years ago when they started investing in you know, the the Chinese market. So where are you on that? Do you think I understand that some of the players in the league express their opinions about various issues and the NBA has has kind of championed that, said, OK, uh, right on, do do your thing. And now when uh, Daryl Morey says something or tweets something that is taken a certain way, that at first the NBA stumbled over that, but then they issued that statement that essentially said, that they encourage uh, uh, 
uh, you know, uh, values of the league, uh, and they support individuals educating themselves and sharing their views on matters important to them. And so I guess it's okay, but I, I think they're going to try and downplay it just to get through this because there is a lot of money at stake. But as far as anybody saying, Daryl Morey, what are you doing? Shut your mouth. Never express your opinion. Shame on whoever says that. And that's, you know, never going to be the right side to be on, right? You know, uh, uh, censorship and those sorts of things. But this this is, is so delicate. You ask, you know, how I feel about it. I, I think the NBA made their own bed by taking that that stance uh, and almost becoming more political. By taking which stance? Uh, not not necessarily supporting their players' right to, to free, uh, free speech, but really embracing – um uh re- really embracing the sides that they took is that like like if the NBA were to all along have said well I can't control what my players say in a press conference but as for the NBA we are here to play basketball as opposed to taking positions that for instance what happened in North Carolina bingo so if they had just all along be like we are we are not a political organization we are politically neutral uh, this this sort of thing doesn't matter to us. And again, I'm not saying that the NBA should ever censor their players. If LeBron James wants to speak right. out, then by all means, LeBron speak out. Uh-huh. But you didn't need to really turn into the spin like the NBA has done. That's that's a that's a solid point. So then, if if this China thing arose like it is now, the NBA could say we we are yeah same thing. We are completely neutral on this. We are a business. Uh-huh. We there is a big market for NBA basketball in China. Uh, we we know that NBA basketball plays a big role in Chinese culture. We are proud of that, and that's as far as we go. The NBA is the most popular professional league in China. Not anymore. <laughs> who is who is your guy? <laughs> Inspector Glisser. Yeah, that that dude. Nit that's a $25,000 Steinway. Nit anymore. And one other interesting wrinkle that we have not talked about, and this this would be really curious what role this plays, is the shoe companies, the all-evil shoe companies, um, have so much invested in the NBA and in its players and in China. There's there's a reason players are not are not speaking about this at all. Yeah. I mean, really, the only mm-hmm. player we've heard from is pretty much James Harden, mm-hmm. right? Who basically apologized to the whole Chinese <laughs> government because they are making money personally over yes. there. Yeah. So if this hits the players in the pocketbooks, and if it hits the shoe companies in the pocketbooks, well, how does that how does that play out? Well, okay, there are two different ways of looking at this. Some people are criticizing those who are not speaking out, and some of those people have spoken out quite a bit in the past. Like you said, once that standard is set where you do those things, now there's an expectation that you're going to comment on darn near everything, right? right? But I do think you also have the right not just to express opinion, but you also have the right not to express opinion. I agree. So, if someone doesn't want to speak on a certain issue, should they be criticized for that? In a fair world, probably not. But in our world, because you're automatically <laughs> going to do the, the, the comparison, right? Whether it's. Why whether did it's you speak out on not. that movement and now you're not speaking right. out on the injustices that take place? If you're if you if you read into what's going on over there in China and a lot of different places, I mean the the human rights stuff will will absolutely turn your stomach. I mean they're incarcerating and killing 
aren't they millions of people? Aren't part of the issue with Hong Kong, and we don't need to get real deep into this, but isn't a lot of it that those who uh, are extradited back to, to China, uh, the vast majority of them are convicted? Right, and probably never to be seen again. I mean, that's where the whole mask component comes into the the protests in Hong Kong. Yeah, is is they're wearing masks because the consequences of of being identified are you know pretty much life or death. And now masks are illegal in yes. Hong Kong. So I mean, it's it is a a pretty wild geopolitical situation that the NBA has gotten itself caught up in. But as far as the NBA looking bad, this is this is the consequence of of being active. Of being active. And again, I, I bring this up all the time, but I, I don't blame Michael Jordan for saying Republicans buy sneakers, too. Mm-hmm. When asked if he would weigh in on a social cause, he said, listen, I'm, you know, I benefit a lot from this game and my popularity and the, the fans out there. And a lot of those fans are not necessarily see eye to eye with me politically, but this is about basketball and my brand and that sort of thing. And, and people may say that's cowardice. But I certainly understand that. Because we're trying to make a living in this world, Gordon. We're yeah. trying to put food on the table. <laughs> and that, Try, that trying to make bank. And that's not the easiest thing in that's not the easiest thing in the world to do. This is one of those freedoms. Speaking out on issues to me, I, I, I that's a great distinction that you make there, and it's one that I should reconsider. That once an organization becomes active uh, then you, and then suddenly they're not. Then they open themselves. They do open themselves up to criticism. Yep. But they're, individuals uh, should be free to say whatever they darn well want. And I understand that there are consequences for speaking your mind and whatnot. But they're speaking for themselves. They're not speaking for a league. And so, if you have a government that is upset about this. Because of what one individual said, just because he's affiliated with an NBA team, that, that's just is ridiculous. That's, a, that's an unreasonable position, in my opinion. Unreasonable. And I understand they define reasonable and unreasonable different over there in China. By the way, do you think it's the government that's – do you think the people are really upset or do you think it's the government? The government. So do you think the, the, but the Chinese ex- people as a whole feel the same way? Well, if they're smart, they'll tell their neighbors they feel the same way. Because <laughs> oh, that's, how, that's how it goes, though. That, that's how it goes. That, that government, pretty, pretty much since its existence, has positioned itself to stay in power, and that's what matters the most. And if something becomes a, a symbol of civil unrest, then that, that's a big problem for them. If if Hong Kong, I mean to to broaden the picture, if if Hong Kong is made to look like they can resist the Chinese government, then in their minds, what's to stop Beijing from being next, or Shanghai from being next? I mean, they can't allow that precedent to be set. No, absolutely not. Why do you think the internet is so censored over there? News is all censored. It's all run from state-run outlets because they don't want you to know. Or you, I say you, you know, they're citizens to know actually what's going on because they control the, the, the thought. Well, there's a backlash from the state-run television network, but there's also backlashes from from businesses over there, probably because you can't fight it. And if you do fight it, then you're going to put yourself in an unfavorable position over there. Well, probably because the only reason those businesses are in business in the first place is at the behest of the Chinese government. 
There's a whole lot of capitalism going on over there in China. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you three guesses on who's profiting the most from it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. All right, joining us now in studio, he is our good friend, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. First and foremost, good to see you, Andrew. How are you doing? How are you guys? I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, good. Doing what's well. what's good. new? We heard you took a jaunt down to St. George. Yeah, I was working the clinic. We had a replacement in on Friday, so hopefully- He did well, to, by he, the way. there wasn't any bumps. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> he, uh, he did just fine, and he came in on a football Friday where- you know, Mac and Alema tend to get uh, yeah, uh, yeah. a little, you know, out there sometimes. Right. So he, he didn't say any words he shouldn't have. Did right. you throw him to the sharks like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a, a little bit. But no, he, Steep learning curve. He did just fine. But it's good to see you. And thanks uh, for be co- here. coming in as always. And hey, you're you're helping our listeners with their relationships, which is great. We are. Yeah, we, um, we're we seeing a lot of guys. The St. George Clinic is open, of course, now. Um, erectile dysfunction, I'll tell you, it can wreak havoc on a relationship big time. I learn every day the effects that ED has, you know, not just on the obvious part of life, but on a man's sense of self-worth, uh, the relationship as a whole, the effect of the partner, the wife or the spouse. It, it is a problem. We have a new treatment, acoustic wave therapy. Um, FDA cleared maybe five or six years ago to increase blood flow. So guys have heard our message, but some of them are still resisting. You know, the, I don't know if this is for me. This is a non-invasive treatment, not medication, not surgery. Uh, two to three weeks on average, we can restore normal function. What's that like as far as it must be fulfilling yeah. to help your patients? Like We've seen thousands of guys now, and it, it is good. Yeah, uh, most guys come to us because they failed with everything else. Mm. So they're very frustrated. Mm. You know, they don't. No one wants to go to the ED clinic, let's just be honest. So so they try the pill, they try the injections first, and they only come to us if those things aren't satisfactory. So it is... It, it, it is good to see, you know, them finally get a result. And Here's, when they walk out that door? They're good. Oh, yeah. They like it. The spouses like it. I love seeing that. When the wives are happy, we know. Mission mission accomplished. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. And as always, you're, you're taking all the risk out of this for our listeners, too. You can find out, no problem, if this will work. Yeah, you give us a call right now. We'll do an initial assessment. It's an analysis uh, with the doctor. He'll go over all your health history. We'll do a blood flow ultrasound. Um, normally, there's a charge. We do it free if you call in right now. And, and important to remember, that there's no obligation. You can come in and say... The treatments aren't for me, or they are for me, and there's no sales pitch. Totally free to those that call in now. 801-901-8000. Thank you very much, Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right, more Big Show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Lincoln Kennedy from the Pac-12 Networks. My biggest criticism for the youth is how they finish in the month of October. We've seen them have everything lined up right where they want, and then for some reason at the end of October, they fall apart, or they drop one or two games that most people thought that they would win. I think the bye week came at a very important time for them to get everything lined up and see where they are and refocus their agenda for the upcoming weeks. But now I want to see how they finish. Most notably, this game against Oregon State, I don't think they're going to have much of a problem. They should take care of business, but don't underestimate the beavers and don't take them lightly because if they beat you then you're going to be sitting there licking your wounds like what happened that's the biggest thing that i worry about for the youth catch dj and pk mornings from 6 till 10 presented by wcf insurance reminding you to be careful out there on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Wednesday. We greatly appreciate it. Gordon, um, I know we haven't uh, t- talked a ton of baseball, but uh, going on right now, the Cardinals taking on the Braves in game number five to decide the series. Series tied at two apiece. The, the Braves gave up ten runs in the top of the first inning. Yeah, that is rather convincing. Austin, did you say it was a it was a, did you say it was a record? It ties a postseason record for most runs in an inning. Uh, there were no home runs, as far as I can tell, in that in those ten runs. Wow! And only one error, and they're on their second pitcher. Man, I dislike the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals too. That is really unfortunate. Why? Why do you hate the Cardinals? Uh, I had a roommate, my roommate Adam, there who's also go. a very dear friend of mine, was a uh, big, uh, big time Cardinals fan. And so, so you hate them for that very yeah, reason. Yeah, I, I, I root against them for that reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I was going to send him a text if the Braves prevailed today, but <laughs> now you've been deprived. Well, we'll see. You know, certainly not going to do they that. They still now. got other innings to go, but ten runs. That is. Uh, that is rough. What would the probability of a win be when you score 10 runs in your first at bat? It's probably in the 90%, don't you think? Uh, maybe. I mean, I guess you're leaving a lot of time for the other team to come back, but. 10 runs? It's got to be like 99.9%. I would think so. Uh, win probability currently is 98.4 for wow. St. Louis. Oh, man, not not looking good for the what Braves. What if you had paid all this money, taken the time off work to go to this game? Because it's in Atlanta, yeah. I guess so not take time off work, but maybe to get there on time and right. stuff, yeah. Well, and certainly you want to see your team And you compete. sit there and you watch them just get their head kicked in. And it's like, what do you do for the rest of the game? See if there's a close-by movie theater? Go catch a <laughs> flick? I don't know. Yeah, but then if you leave, then they, they, come, they have this rousing comeback and... And then you. I mean, there is a one point six percent chance of that. <laughs> Not the way to bet. I know you'd be so down if you were a Braves fan of this game. You'd be. I so love like, that game. You're like, oh man, beer really. sales just skyrocketed. Yeah, they did. It's like, well, what are we gonna do? I guess we're gonna have a few cold ones while we're here because the game's not turning out so well. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, give me ten runs, and I feel pretty comfortable. Well, with any luck. Uh, the my Expos will be eliminating the Dodgers in the following game. Go Steven okay, Strasburg. It's, it's not the Expos. You're living in the past. Gordon. It's the Nationals. It's not the Expos. Did you ever see the irony of taking a Canadian club and renaming them the Nationals? <laughs> Why don't you just take over Canada while you're at it, you know, right? Hmm. Well... Anybody for that? Would you be for annexing Canada to the United States? Yeah, let's get into that here. You say annex, <laughs> others say invade. I mean, <laughs> potato, what, potato. What side of the what side Not of the coin uh, are you really looking at, uh, Gordon? You mentioned in the first segment the Jazz take on the Bucks tonight. It's going to be our first look. We hope knocking on wood, but they're not on the injury report of seeing Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley on the floor at the very same time, and how how that's going to go. Yeah, and this is one of the most interesting aspects to what the Jazz is going to do this season. And I get it, it's a preseason game. It's not exactly game seven of a playoff series, but it, it, just to see those guys on the floor together, uh, I, I think we will be able to sort of see how they're going to work. 
and how, how it's all going to come together with those two guys because they are they are the guys who even though it's positionless basketball those are the guys who are going to control the ball the most you would think so because they're I mean two out of their three best players right. and and the third doesn't necessarily command the ball and, so yeah you're right you're one hundred percent right about that and one of the fascinating aspects is whole thing both of these guys are capable of driving to the basket uh, and so with with uh, Boyan Bogdanovich on, over here and Ingles isn't playing, but as the Jazz set up the other offensive weapons they have, will it open up the floor for these guys to do some things that are pretty exciting? And I think that's going to be the biggest key to Donovan Mitchell's season. It, well, uh, one of two. Seeing him operate with space and, and the creativity that's in his game and seeing that, uh, the, that really progress because he's going to have room to maneuver. And then what you and I have talked about for a long time, him becoming a more efficient basketball player. Right. And so if you combine those things, you know how high can he get and how far can he take this team? And not he that he's, you know, they're going to, they have more talent than that. But I mean, he's their best offensive player. And, and what they did in the offseason should really benefit him. So what can he now go and do with it? And I'm not sure all of that is revealed inside of a few minutes in a preseason. Oh, come game. on, Gordon. We're going to have all the answers today. <laughs> and if it doesn't go well, oh, no. But. You know, if we at least get a flavor for it. Yes, we we'll do. know more than we do right now. We'll get to see it for the first time. Yeah. And I and I've honestly said this a lot, but I just I remember how good the Utah Jazz offense was when George Hill first got to the franchise, when he was healthy and he was doing what Quinn wanted him to do out there and the offense looked great. And that was a team without Donovan Mitchell. You know that was uh, that was the last year of of Hayward, and the offense was so good. So imagine if you've got a better point guard than George Hill running Quinn stuff, and you've got a better wing scorer than Gordon Hayward running Quinn stuff. Yeah, how good is that stuff going to be? And you would think very good. I mean, George Hill was averaging like twenty two points a game there for a minute. I remember the projections that we had. I think you agreed with it. I remember saying it myself that Donovan Mitchell is the one who is going to benefit the most from having this infusion of talent on the team. Now it won't all be on display with uh, with Rudy and Joe not going tonight, but uh, I'm I'm eager to see how Donovan what the situation is when teams can't build walls around Donovan Mitchell. Right, or uh, and no, Milwaukee's been known to do that. Or they can't, uh, you know, uh, they can't um, slag off onto Rudy on the on the roll. You know, the four player can't just double team him on the roll. What is the the person who's or the the guy who's guarding Mike Conley going to do when he can't go under every screen? And then what read does that create for Mike Conley yeah. to get either an open shot for himself or an open Indeed. shot for somebody else? I mean, and wh- and where do they draw that line between? helping the team by handling matters themselves and passing off to another. Right. So sometimes it will help the Jazz for these guys to be selfish. I don't even like that word. You know what I mean? What is a better word for that? Because it's not being selfish if it helps the team. Right. I Taking advantage of their own matchup? That's probably a pretty good way to, to put it. I, uh, I I talked to a really good buddy of mine uh, just yesterday whose son is uh, playing high school basketball, and he had to have this very conversation with his son about because his son's a very unselfish player and that sort of thing likes to pass. And it's like, hey, sometimes you're you're actually doing your team a disservice by not being more selfish. 
if you've got you know a lane where you're going to get a layup and an and one, that's the best shot in basketball, man. And when we heard Donovan Mitchell talking with uh, David Locke in that piece yesterday that we played, didn't he say that's what he wants his teammates to view him as, yes. being unselfish? Right. Well, can you be unselfish and score 28 points a game? I think you can. But I, hey, real quick, don't measure unselfishness with assists, however. Because the way Quinn's offense works, it doesn't really generate all that many assists you might, for one you, single player. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you might make the pass before the pass that leads directly to the basket. Right. And so you're, you're essentially collecting an assist when you don't. But if you don't see Donovan average six assists tonight, don't think, boy, what was that unselfishness stuff he's talking about? It's, not, it's why Ricky Rubio's assist numbers uh, more or less cratered uh, when he came to the Jazz. Because there were so many other people in on the act. It's not a two-man game. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not Jerry Sloan basketball, even though right. the pick and roll was very heavy with Jerry's style, too. It's not It's not the two-man game John anymore. was initiating it every time. Right. And so, and especially with uh, so many players this year being capable of initiating it, if, if you don't see the assist numbers really blowing your mind, don't be concerned, and that certainly doesn't mean that they're playing selfish basketball. You know, the irony to that whole thing is that the Jazz – really peaked after Jeff Hornacek got involved. And he's a, a terrific passer, too. Isn't that interesting? That is. So, I, I think I think we'll see kind of how that's going to work. At least get a glimpse at it tonight. Yeah. And, and that is we'll what I'm We'll get the whole picture, for. but you'll at least get a taste. And that's... That's fascinating. All right. want to remind you about Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Diamond, uh, excuse me, park ride and save. Diamond Airport Parking. More straight ahead on the big show. Frank Dolce at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Were you too school for cool or were you too cool for school? I was neither, man. I was scared to death to get a B. Ma was like, oh, yeah, your mom. <laughs> you have no life if you get less than a 3-0. <laughs> so I just didn't test it. And then I tried to throw some BS past her on a midterm and she didn't like that. I tried to tell her it? like, okay, mom, you know how you say not to get too upset because, you know, it's only halftime. Well, you know, it's kind of like the midterms. It's only halftime. And so she said, you want, you want me to show you what that halftime speech probably looked like. <laughs> Did she like fill up a bunch of Gatorade paper cups and have a cooler out on the dining room table and then, and then throw it over? A stack of towels, flap them against the wall. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big
Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Want to remind you to join us this Friday, October 11th from 3 to 6 at The Warehouse, hanging out with Tom and the crew, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. We're also doing uh, jazz uh, pregame from down at The Warehouse, so that should be a lot of fun. Make sure and uh, join us. Uh, for all the festivities. Frank Dolce is going to join the show coming up at the top of the four o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. We'll break down which is what is kind of a sneaky, interesting Utah Oregon State game where Oregon State certainly not uh, the world beaters of the Pac-12 quite yet, but it is a program uh, that is on the come a little bit. There's some talent there, specifically on offense, that will will mm, test. Utah's defense, uh, at least uh, a little bit. However, the offense of the Mighty Bee, or excuse me, the defense of the Mighty Beeves is um, <clears throat> porous. Is that a good word, Austin? That's a kind word. Uh, nicer than really I, I need to be. It's porous. a comfortable word, yes. Yes, because it's, it's not good. I would say <laughs> it's uh, invisible. Yeah, right. Or non-existent. So Tyler Huntley, uh, maybe Zach Moss, the crew, uh, should be able to put up some points on Oregon State. So regardless of if uh, Jonathan Smith's offense is working, I think Utah should outscore them fairly easily. I do like Jonathan Jonathan Smith as a coach there. Do though. you? Why is I that? Um, and and here's the thing. This is this is my, you know, he is very nice to us in a very good interview at Media Day. Is he an easy name to remember? But he is a very okay. easy. Yes, he's very easy. That's name important to, to you. But I. Here's this, Austin, and maybe this doesn't turn out to be anything because it's failed at other places, but I would imagine winning at Corvallis is not easy because it's not easy to recruit to. You've got a, a kind of a powerhouse program in Oregon that's that's right down the road. You're the less glamorous of those two. That part of the country has some talent but not a ton to begin with, and he played there under Dennis Erickson mm. when Dennis Erickson was successful at Oregon State. And I would guess that that would make him more qualified than others, certainly, to have a game, a battle plan, so to speak. Okay, all right. He's kind of like, his program is the uh, the local dollar theater compared to the Megaplex theater. Sure. There's a lot of there old uh, tradition that your family might go to the dollar theater, but really it's nothing compared to the Megaplex. Mm-hmm. Sure. And at least uh, Jonathan Smith was at the dollar theater in its heyday. Before it was a dollar, before <laughs> so, the floors were maybe uh, uh, the sticky shoe, yeah. Maybe he could get it back that way a little bit. But what do you think of Jonathan Smith, Gordon? Are you a fan? Uh, I think it's too early to tell. Okay. Uh, I, don't you? That, I, I don't think you're wrong necessarily, but I do think that Oregon State is going in the right direction, which is yeah. kind of where this this conversation started. Yeah. Albeit slowly, this is a better Oregon State team than we've seen the past couple of years. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And, you know, I mean, sometimes it can go in either direction. And this is one thing that coaches always talk about, that, uh, hey, you got to give me my my chance. You got to let me recruit my players. You got to let me implement my system, and that's why when coaches are hired and they're there for two years and then shown the door, they're that's like, hey man, you only let me play with one arm, you know? Let me finish at least. I think you need at least three years, don't you? Mm, there are some unless, coaches, unless Jake, it's just so disorganized and they're they're the the players are not responding in any kind of positive way, and then maybe there are some exceptions to that. 
or behavioral issues. Like right. I think Michael Oxley only spent one year at New Mexico because he didn't he cave in the face of one of his assistant coaches. Wasn't there some other issue down there? Yeah, too? there were there mm-hmm. were a couple. So I I think that's fair to give a coach three years, but sometimes it's like no. Uh, what's his name? Embry at Colorado was one of those. He <laughs> got hired on for a year, and then it was like, mm, no, this isn't gonna. This isn't it. Well, the bottom line is that uh, Oregon State's better than I thought they were going to be. That Offensively, seems, yeah, certainly. that seems to be the indication because we thought that place was just a a lost cause. All right, we'll get to uh, Frank Dolce coming up uh, next at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. But joining us now in studio, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, column 801-901-8000. And Andrew, uh, before we started talking to you on a regular basis, I didn't realize that how many side effects, downsides there are for these other treatments that have been around forever. Yeah, Viagra, Cialis, all the pills, basically, um, the injections. The most common that I hear are the headaches, blurred vision. What's also interesting is that if you if you have erectile dysfunction, you go to the meds, you have to take more and more as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So if you have side effects, then the side effects start to get worse. Um, the meds kind of, you know, they improve blood flow throughout the whole body, but that's the problem too. So that's the headaches and the like the bloodshot eyes. Um, whereas our treatment is more targeted. It's mm. one part of the body. So it's not, you know, it's not doing anything to your head or your arms or anything like that. Um, it restores normal function. It eliminates the need to take a pill. Uh, no pills, no side effects, of course, spontaneity back in the bedroom. I could go on and on, but generally two to three weeks, we can restore function, eliminate ED completely. And uh, you've got a great deal going for our listeners. And, and what I like about this is they can come in uh, risk-free, find out if it's if it's right for them. If it's yeah. not, no big deal. But if it is, you can change their life with this new treatment. Yeah, that's the key. We know guys are hesitant and embarrassed and, you know, that they don't want to come in. Um, we have tried to make it as low risk as possible. Call us now. We will do an initial assessment and exam with our doctor. And by the way, that exam is really helpful. We had a guy in the other day who was taking a medication that has a side effect that is ED. The doctor told him he did not do the treatments. He stopped taking the meds and, you know, the ED was fixed. So there's a chance we could tell you that it's it's very easy. And it might not be the treatments, but either way, call us now. That initial analysis is totally free. So, Andrew, let me get this straight. They're embarrassed initially to come in, but then they're free as a bird when they go out. Yeah, that that's about right. They come in and think, oh, I, you know, I hope I don't run into my neighbor. That That's, right. that's like everyone's thought. But um, it's super confidential. We put you in a room, you meet with the doctor, 30 minutes, you're in and out. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right. Frank Dolce joins us next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.